Welcome, everybody. This is episode 18 of Off Our Game Podcast. If you are a first-time listener, well, we welcome you. Glad you're here. Hopefully, you will stick around. If you are one of our three fans, you welcome back. So you have on episode number 18. My name is Brandon Sosa, and I am joined by Brian Cook. Say hello, Brian Cook. Hey, man. What's going on? What's up, dude? What's going on today? Oh, man, a lovely week of sports. It is a lovely, man. It's been crazy busy, which I totally love. There's so much sports. We can talk about a lot. Even though we, have, we are a one-hour show, we have plenty to talk about. We are normally a three-man team, but a third guy, Kerry Mullins, well, he either became a male model or international spy. I don't know which one. All I know is that he is not here tonight, guys. So show him a little love. Are you sure it's not a Kerry Mullins male gigolo? Oh, I don't think Sherry would allow that. <laughs> I think Sheila would be okay sharing him with a, you know, he's not out there cheating on Sheila with, with other women. I'm talking about male gigolo. Oh, oh. Yeah, well, she would, she, she would appreciate the extra pocket money then, I bet. He, you could, know? Be the, he could be at the air, uh, B&B with uh, Earl Thomas. Oh, he might be. <laughs> but what about what about if his snapchat gets hacked or something what about uh, that happens i don't know I, I don't know does does he have a snapchat and if he does what, what's his handle oh you know that's a you know it's a family show so i you know we probably couldn't say anything mullethead mullins <laughs> uh i don't like to catch what that would be his handle. wow <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That should be, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, everybody out there, it's a two-man show tonight. So we're going to try to bring more personality because Mullins isn't here to balance us all out. So Mullins, when you get to listen to this, dude, we hope you appreciate this show. So, hey, man, what's going on? How has your, your week been? Uh, so far, it's uh, been a little chaotic, a little busy, you know. Um, went down to College Station this past weekend and celebrated a friend of mine's 40th birthday. Oh, wait a minute, that was you. Oh, yeah. That was your oh, birthday. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Forty-year-old now. You know, we're finally catching up to the rest of us in our forties. I know some, some of us might be in our fifties, bones, but you know, the rest of us are—he's uh, close to it. Yeah, he is. He's close to it. He's he a wolf. Is. He is. Yeah, it was a lot of fun hanging out with you and seeing the fam and uh, seeing some friends and seeing my brother and stuff like that. And then I did not watch the Texans game. Then I got home. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you blurred that in there. <laughs> I did not watch. Oh, so speaking of that, I got yeah. some. I got some epically bad news today. Oh, dude, on the sports side, I, I, we all know my feelings on the Chiefs. Yes. My son comes up to me today. Hey, Dad, can I get a new jersey? Sure. What, what do you want to get? I want to get a Patrick Mahomes jersey. Oh. Uh, I was like, what? Why, why, why do you want a Patrick Mahomes jersey? I think the Kansas City Chiefs are my favorite team. I'm sorry, did, what did you say? And he was, he was like, yeah, I like the Kansas City Chiefs. I said, you have to move out. <laughs> Are you serious, Dad? No, I'm not serious, but oh my God, could you pick another team? No, I like the Chiefs, Dad. They're my favorite team. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, man. I'm going to die now. I have failed as a father. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the, the kids were younger and we would watch Sunday football at the house, you know, and they would be like, you know, they're like, Dad, you know, do we watch anybody else but the Cowboys? I'm like, no, no, we don't actually. There is no other team but the Cowboys. <laughs> This house only roots for Brain the Cowboys. If, you only, if this is what we do when your last name is Sosa, you watch the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday and you cheer for the Dallas Cowboys. It's been that way for a long time. And it's not going to change. So 
whichever Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> they've never ever told me that they had a different team. They might, oh, but they've never told me. <laughs> yeah, good old Connor. He stuck it to me on that one, man. So oh, that's how my man. week started. How's your week going? Dude, it's weird thinking about turning 40. You know, it's a very interesting place. Not because I feel like I'm in like the middle of a crisis. I don't feel like anything like that. Uh, I just feel like um, it's hard to think how I got here. It's, it's uh, and not in a bad way. It's just like, it's one of those things like, it's like, really? 40? Yeah. That, that quick? How'd that happen? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like you blink your eyes and it's like, whoa, what? Yeah. I mean, sure, so, you've already had that kind of happen. You had two kids graduate high school already. So, I mean, surely you didn't, you know, that's, that's got to be a kind of weird feeling as well. And that's the weird part about it is like, um, um, you know, most of my life has been wrapped around most of that. And so for me, I, 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 I feel this weird, like constantly like proud kind of, you know, almost like a relief, like, wow, like, holy cow, like, and a, like a, like we all got here, we all figured it out and yeah, we made we're it. all okay. You know, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe we made it. You would have told that's me that. Great. You know, 16 years ago, I would have been like, I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. I can't even tell you <laughs> 16 years from now. Let's what just we're worry about what we're doing in an hour and a half, and then we'll figure that out, and then we'll yeah. figure out the next hour. Yeah. That's, that's what great. I used to do, dude. I really did. It was like it was like hour by hour in the morning. I mean, in the beginning. I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. So let's figure awesome. it all out. But yeah, it's been like that, man. And, you know, being 40, I'm just like, you know, I'm just, I'm just like, man, this is – some of the really good stuff, you know, has happened. And so I'm just like, well, what am I going to do for the next 30 years? You know, what do you do for the next 30 years? Of course, I have Adeline still. Adeline, you know, she's seven. And uh, I look forward you to got that. 12 more years of school with her, right? She's in first grade this year? I do. First second grade. grade. Second grade. Second grade. Okay. So second yeah, grade. you still got 11 more years to go. Yeah. So I look forward to that. And she's going to be different because she's going to be probably, if I had to bet, she's going to probably be a cheerleader. I've never been a cheer dad uh probably oh, gymnastics yeah, you're gonna do all the all the stuff you haven't done i've done some, i'm gonna do some things that i have not done yet and it's crazy she, to think she about in dance? she's in gymnastics okay. so uh but in the, she's in a new gymnastics club or gym whatever they call it. i don't know how that works yet uh anyway so uh yeah so it's a whole different world that i'm going to be a part of with her so and she's going to be a girly girl and so i'm just like this is going to be different for me you know, so it'll be fun though. Oh, you know what happened too? I'll tell you this too. My oldest, you know what she did? She bought her first car. That's how I know you're old. When your oldest buys her first car. Oh wow! And she bought a Mustang. She bought a Ford Mustang, fully loaded. So, but kudos to her. I mean, she's going to graduate in college in December. She's got a great job at Bucky's. I can't really say too much, so I can't complain. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things are just oh, like, man, at least she's being independent enough to handle it on her own. Dude, she was, that's she not surprising. was. So, and, um, so yeah, that's how, you know, you get old when your oldest buys her first car. So there oh, you go. Man. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what that's going to feel like. That's going to be weird. That's going to be weird, right? That's going to be completely weird. Well, anyway. you know, so here's, you know, with your oldest, right? So we had some, um, I had the school call me today for Kylie. She, yeah. turns, eight, she turns 18 this weekend. Yeah. And they were asking, yeah, we're thinking about doing this um, potential test with blah, 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 the test out of some classes and stuff like that. And would you be willing to um, have Kylie do that? Or do you want Kylie to do that? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And they're like, well, wait a minute. I see on here that she turns 18. 
never mind. We don't even have to ask you. We just have to ask her. She has to give us. And I was just like, what? What is that? Isn't that weird? What is that? What Isn't do you mean? that weird? I don't, what do you mean I don't have a say so anymore? <laughs> this is weird. I don't understand. Oh, dude, I know. I know. I'm with you on that. Um, but yeah, so it is weird though because it, you don't have that part anymore to let's say you don't have a control over but you know you're just like wow you can make your own choices you don't like, actually what? need me anymore i'm just yeah, like yeah when did this what? happen you're, you're 18 you're an adult i don't understand yeah that's weird anyway parenting 101 everybody yeah. there you Every go turning 40 very well so it, add add to the add the things that we do so on to sports on to sports everybody so the cool thing i don't know i didn't see i just saw this part well, uh, Mullins Cook, but uh, do you see the Mike Leach thing? Mike Leach like uh, invited his fans, told him to get onto the bandwagon. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. They gave me some inspiration. What do what? I want to, you know, just like say, hey, jump on the Off Our Game podcast uh, bandwagon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, everybody. No, I think there, it's cool though, on. man. Why not? I mean, he's trying to take the SEC by storm, man. He is. I thought it was genius. The dude is crazy, and I heard his. I didn't see it, but I heard his post game press was pretty awesome too i thought it was harder it was epic but dude they went down to lsu and on their home field beat them 44 to 34 did not see that happening i did not either i i, I figured it to be a tough game because mike leach always has some sort of funkiness with his offenses you know he's, he's gonna put something together that's gonna put some points up i didn't see them knocking out lsu though no not at home if this game not was at home. At, especially not at, not at home no, if it was in Mississippi State, okay, maybe I can see that. You know, it's just one of those things, but not at home. And Miles, is it Miles Brennan, their quarterback? I just, I kept waiting for him to get going and to get going and to get going. And my question is, is this the Burrow effect or is this because that coaching staff got raided? Well, dude, it wasn't just coaching staff. What all the players they lost? I mean, they lost, they lost eight, 18 stories. Or 18 stories. Wow. 18 starters. <laughs> <laughs> they lost a lot, dude. They lost plenty on the O line, on defense, quarterback, receivers. And I, I mean, think, you name it. And I think every one of their starters that went to the draft was drafted as yes, well. I don't I think, think there was so a too. single player that was not drafted. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So, anyway. But you know what? Nobody cares. Reload and get going. Who cares? That's true. Man? That's true. That is true. So, but I'm kudos. Not gonna, I'm not going to cry any tears for him. Oh, I'm not either. No, I'm not either. Not either at all. But Coach O, he's, he's going to have a hard time. He's going to have a hard time this year. And not because I don't think they can get it done. I just think it's one of those things. You just have a special class. And there's nothing you can do about it. You have a special class. You have a special team. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you just be like, you were part of it. But now we've got to keep moving on. We've yep. got to keep moving on. We've got to figure it out. Because uh, that team was good. And that team will probably go down with one of the best college football teams I've ever seen. And that's the thing I love about college sports, man. You know, it's, it's, yeah, that was great. That moment was there. It's gone now. Now we have to move on. We got this yeah. new group. Now we got to move on with this new group and see what we can do with them. Yeah. I love that. I love that turnover. Yeah, I do too. So my question to you, getting too far until we got to keep moving on, but USC class, that USC class with Leinert, Reggie Bush, those guys, LSU, who is the more talented team? There were so many people man. that came out of that USC team, too. USC did have a lot of good players on that team, man. They had Brian Cushing. They had, um, they had some outstanding linebackers. I'm drawing a blank on who the other ones were, though. There was Cushing. Who was the other one? Um, there was another one. I got to think about it. He bit. played for a couple of years. I can't remember what the dude's mm -hmm. name was now. 
you had those wide receivers. Now, those wide receivers didn't do squat in the NFL, though. No, that Mike Williams, that big guy that I thought he was going to be anything. killer I mean, when he got like, drafted, he didn't do anything. And Matt Linehart didn't really live up to his, his no, capability. And, and Reggie Bush is kind of hit or miss. It's kind of I don't think he was a, a bust, but I don't think he was an amazing pro. He was just kind of an average player with some flashes here and there. Yeah. I don't know, but it's, it'll be hard. It'll be interesting to see over the, over the next couple of years how this LSU stuff pans out. But I will say the LSU squad, those players are making some impacts this year. Did you see uh, Jefferson this week? I, I did. I, I mean, did. My gosh, they had seven receptions, like 175 yards, and I think a touchdown, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third game as a rookie. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and Burrow's not looking bad either. And they've got some other players that are looking well. Mm-hmm. So, I, so mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I would I would lean towards LSU right now. Okay. Even okay. though it's so early, they just – the impact, and it's probably just because it's so fresh on my brain. But it'll be interesting to see how their lasting impact is on the NFL. It will be. It'll be good to see. So, well, anything I threw up there, man, that was interesting. <laughs> this is going to be short and sweet. But the Twins – okay, so Josh Donaldson apparently purchased robes for his entire twin squad. But apparently Nelson Cruz took it to a step further and, like, got his robe monogrammed and, like, wears it. This is, like, his home run robe. Have you seen this thing? I did. I saw it earlier. That was crazy. It is. So, insane. apparently he dons this thing on after every home run now. So I think it's great. I, I love it. I'm just like, yeah, why not? Everybody's getting like a touchdown chain and a turnover chain. Why not a home run robe? I after mean, he, I want to see him after he hits a home run. I want to see him <laughs> the, the next at bat wear it in the on deck circle. <laughs> keep himself warm. Like he just keep ready. himself warm, you know, and he takes it off, you know, and take his time when he takes it off to have the bat boy come out and fold it up neatly and hand it to him and then go to the plate. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Okay. So Nelson Cruz has always been a pretty good DH, right? Mm-hmm. So when I think of DHs, I always think of David Ortiz, Red Sox. I think he's probably the best, if not the best DH player. Sometimes. Why is the DH ever worthy of an MVP? Um, I can see so. Yeah, if you have a, a a just that big of an offensive, okay. Let's let's think about this. Jose Canseco was the MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Jose Canseco is not known for his his Guilty. defensive prowess <laughs> at all. I mean, the dude had a ball bounce off his off his forehead and go over the fence. So, yeah, yeah, I, I can see an, a, a DH winning MVP. I mean, if they have that that kind of spectacular, what if you have a DH come out and put up numbers like Sammy Sosa did that year? You know, or Mark McGuire or Barry Bonds. I mean, if they put up those kind of numbers, why not? Yeah, I mean, Barry Bonds essentially was a DH because same thing too. I mean, his early days, he was a great defensive player. But as Barry Bonds aged into that home run guy that he was, his defensive skills just weren't there anymore. So, well, I'm with you though. I mean, when I think of when I think of DHs, I think of I think of Ortiz. I think of Edgar Martinez from the Mariners. Oh, that and, was a good guy. Oh yeah, switch hitter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, those guys. Those are guys who who are the ones who first come to my brain. Uh, but, yeah, I could see if someone had a big year, they could get it. Yeah. Why not? Okay. What about you? What do you think about it? Do you think yes or no? You know, there's a couple of years that Ortiz had that were just – I mean, he was just on fire for an entire season. And I thought for sure the first DH was really going to win the AL MVP, and it didn't happen. So I don't know if it's one of those things that if you're not showing your – showcasing your talent beyond – beyond the batter's box are you considered a full player does that make sense i don't mean it in a negative i mean ortiz would play first base here and there but for the most part he was a dh but you know are you not showcasing yourself as a valuable player does that make sense because you're not making any outs you're just putting runs on the board what about a pitcher do you think a pitcher is not eligible for mvp 
Oh, dude, I think a pitcher should totally be an MVP. They I don't think bat in the American League. You're right. Don't know. But, I mean, I don't know what it is about DH. I haven't I, – I mean, I don't recollect. Now, maybe there is, but I don't recollect a DH ever being an MVP. So, we may have to look I'm into not, that. Our historian is not here this year, yeah. today, so we don't know. Yeah, Otherwise, he would know that answer. Our show historian is out. Yeah. So now we're down something else. Anyway. All right, let's keep moving on, guys. So we're going to bookend and our show with the NFL like we did last time, guys. There was so much NFL. It was really good. Uh, Cook, did you get a chance to watch that game last night, Chiefs and Ravens? I watched the most of it. I didn't get to watch all of it, and I had to uh, put the baby – or the baby while he's six. I had to put the <laughs> six-year-old in bed, and then I fell asleep next to him when I was putting him in bed. So I didn't, I didn't see the end of it. I did watch the highlights. It looks like I didn't miss much, though, as far as an actual super competitive game. I yeah, mean, the, the, pretty much the Chiefs put it on them, man. They did. I, I saw. I saw today they were talking about it on the news. Were uh, or on the news on sports uh, radio here in town on six ten. They were talking about how the the tweet. Did you see the tweet that came from the Chiefs? No, the uh, Chiefs player. I can't, no. gosh, I can't remember who the Chiefs player it was. It was. I think it was their safety. It wasn't Tyron Matthews. It was. Um, I can't remember. I'll get it wrong. But they tweeted that we 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 came to their house, kicked in the front door, and stole all their shit. Dang. <laughs> wow, that is good fodder for the playoffs. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's that's amazing. But they did. I mean, they came in and they kicked the crap out of them. I mean, Baltimore's supposed to be their their team that's supposed to give them a, a run for it. Mm-hmm. They, they gave them nothing. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm legitimately beginning to think, man, do the, are the Chiefs going to go 16-0? and Oh. I mean, they, they are uh, – as pain as that makes me say it, them dudes are going to – I think they're going to go, unless barring injury or a COVID outbreak, they're going to go buckshot over the NFL this year, man. These mm. dudes are going to whoop some ass. They might do that. And I was talking with um, somebody at work today, and they brought up a good point. Mm-hmm. They said that, you know, typically when a team wins the Super Bowl, you have that that hangover effect, right? Yeah. You get these guys that go, oh, they're being drugged all over the place, and they're having to go here and they make an appearance there and they make an appearance here and they make one there, and they're not focused on football. They don't get to get in, and, and they're not really focused. Like they, they didn't have that this year. They had COVID. They've all been on lockdown. So everybody was focused on, well, I've got to stay in shape. I've got to stay locked in with the team. Yeah. And they're just still kicking the crap out of everybody. I, think I don't think they had that, that letdown that most teams have after a Super Bowl. Hmm. Interesting. I think they stayed locked and loaded the entire offseason, and it, and it shows. That's a good point. I don't see anybody else playing as well as they are. I mean, literally nobody else, not even Seahawks, nobody is playing as well as they are in, a, in all phases of the game. Mm, that's an excellent point. Okay, you're right. The Seahawks might be the closest team just from what I've watched them play. But even the Seahawks' defense has holes, obviously because the Cowboys posted up 31 points on them over the weekend. So, but that not okay. So let's stick with it. Let's stick with the Ravens. Okay. First of all, I thought that game underperformed. This was supposed to be probably the premier, if not the premier game of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the premier games of the season. And I thought, first of all, I thought it underperformed. Secondly, yes, Mahomes and the Chiefs looked awesome. They looked good. That defense looked solid. And I could not believe that the Ravens could not find holes in that defense to exploit. Because I honestly thought that was going to be one of those games. Remember that Rams-Chiefs game? Was it last yeah, year it was or last, the year before? It was the year before, maybe. It was okay, you you know, that ridiculous shootout. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting because both defenses, not that they're not good. I just thought the offenses would take over the ball game. Yeah. And that's what it would happen. 
And I thought it was going to be one of those games. Whoever has the ball last is probably going to win the game. You know, it may have to be a field goal to win the ball game, but probably who has it last is going to win. And they both have great kickers. So obviously you don't have any, you know, faith lost in your kickers. So I was disappointed by that part as a whole. I was just like, this game is letting me down. But at the same time, I'm totally impressed with the Chiefs. I'm totally totally impressed with that Chiefs defense. If you had told me going into that game that there's going to be a team out of these two teams that's going to struggle defensively or offensively and the defense is really going to shut down the run game, I'd be like, it'd been Baltimore. Hands down. Mm -hmm. Not not that the Chiefs would have shut down the vaunted Baltimore running attack. I mean, they had them dudes on lockdown. Yes, they did. I was was blown away by that. And – let me ask to myself. I was blown by the way by the defense across the board by the Chiefs. And I don't know if Spagnola like held some things back those first couple of weeks, only to show them that week. Because sometimes you know that's what defensive coordinator, that's what coaches do, that's what good coaches would do. You hold some things back. I'm not going to show you this until we play you guys. Yeah. Belichick does it. Patriots do. They're known for not. I'm not going to show you anything until it's my time to play you, kind of thing. Um, so I was impressed by that as a whole too. The defense was out perform the Ravens, which I did not expect, especially on the road. I don't care if there's no fans or not in the stands. The Ravens defense, for the most part, will swallow you whole. Um, this goes back to the quarterbacks, though. Quarterback-driven league. Does this just show that this is a pocket passer? You have to be a pure passer kind of thing league to win. Is this what this shows? I don't think it shows that yet. I think we, got, we talked about that a little bit before the show. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's it. I mean, you got some guys out there who are running and making throws here and there. They got, and the mobility helps. Um, I, I think this is, like I said jokingly, I just don't think Lamar Jackson has that 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 it clutch factor. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a great statistical quarterback. He'll win some games. But when it's time for those big games, I don't think he's going to be there, man. I don't think he's a big-time quarterback for those big-time moments. He's not Patrick Mahomes. I'll say that. Patrick Mahomes has proven that already in his short time that mm-hmm. he's Mr. Clutch. He's going to mm-hmm. bring it out. I mean, he's – it's interesting for me. I'll be very fascinated to see where Patrick Mahomes ends up in 15 years. Where is he at? What do the Chiefs look like in 15 years? What, yeah. what have they done as a run? So, no, I'm, I'm going to disagree a little bit that it's not just a, a pocket pass or league. I think that mobility is important. However, I will say that um, – because I, I think Patrick Mahomes is not he's, – he's mobile. He's just, he's just capable of doing it. He's just got the arm talent to do what he wants. Lamar Jackson has amazing arm talent as well. He's got a he's got a gun for an arm as well. He's just not good on throwing those out routes. He's not good on hitting things on the outside. Those deep balls to the outside, he's just not accurate with it yet. He's working on it and he's getting better. Mm-hmm. But I still think it comes into that clutch factor, in my opinion. Okay, I'll, I will disagree with you. Now I'll disagree with on one play. So it, I believe it was twenty-seven twenty, and I believe we were in the fourth quarter of the game, if I remember the game correctly, and they were driving down the field. And the Ravens called a perfect – I thought it was a perfect play where they had – I want to say his name right. Is it Mark Brown? Marcus Brown, something like that. The, their fast speed wide receiver, number 15. He was going down the sideline. There was nobody else. He beat the cornerback. And instead of a deep ball, he tried to straight arrow that thing and just burn it to him, right? Mm-hmm. And if he had the touch to get it there, in my opinion, the Mahomes touch or anybody else that has that kind of quarterback that has that touch – it would have been a touchdown. It would have been an easy touchdown. That ball game's tied. It's a completely different perception. Where, where was that route at? On the outside. Yeah. On the outside. That's what I'm saying, though. Go ahead. He has a difficulty throwing to the outside. Whatever he it does. is, the deep ball on the outside or even those out routes, he can't do it for some reason. He can't. 
And that, that's what I'm saying. Does it go back to, again, a pocket passer, arm talent kind of league? Like, you've got to be able to make those throws. And he missed the guy. He missed him, too. I think, uh, was it Mark Brown again? He missed him on a great deep pattern. He missed him. And, man, it was one of those things, like, those are the plays that a pure thrower will make versus somebody that's, that's not that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Is my audio gone? No, you're still there. Oh, you're okay. just a little low. All right. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, uh, I think you have a valid point, though, that the, the, the arm talent is very important and the guys have to be uh, able to make those throws. And I think Lamar Jackson can make those throws. I think it's just his accuracy is the problem. Mm. Plus, I don't okay. think it's very clutch. Okay. So, all right. Well, we'll keep uh, moving on. Brian is going to work on his audio for a second, and I'm going to keep talking sports. So, obviously, we talked about Chiefs Ravens, guys. We are going to go to the next topic, which is the Lightning NHL, guys. So, I am not the biggest NHL fan. Well, I shouldn't say the biggest one. I like the NHL, actually. I like Stanley Cup playoffs. Lightning won their, Stanley, their second Stanley Cup last night. I was impressed overall with them. Um, if you guys watched the series, you can see that they're strong. And their offense obviously showed up these last couple of games. So, um, didn't see that coming, though. When the Stars came out of the Western Conference Finals, I thought the upper hand with goaltending and defense was on their side. Saw it in game one, but the rest of the time, the Lightning definitely uh, outperformed them. But, you know, it is what it is. That's why you play the games. Lightning won their second Stanley, second Stanley Cup. Stars definitely outperformed their season, in my opinion. They did not, uh, the team that was going to be there, it was going to be the Knights. And so to knock them out, to make the Western Conference Finals, and to play, in my opinion, fairly well with a couple of overtime games that they probably could have won and changed the series. But kudos to, this, uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning and getting their second championship, even without their captain, Stamkos. So there you go. Quick, are you good now? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm having a little bit of audio problem. I think it'll rectify itself here shortly, though. It's, it's getting okay. better a little bit at a time. Yeah, um, it is. I feel you better now. Yeah, it's getting a little better. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching a little bit of the Stanley Cups that I did watch. I didn't watch all of it. Um, I did see parts of the Stanley, uh, Stanley Cup finals. Um, like I said, I'm just not a big hockey fan. I would have loved to have seen the, uh, the Stars win it, though, just because it's a Texas team. Um, I did watch a little bit of Game uh, Six, though, to catch, and it just—I was just—I was disappointed to see the way it ended. I'd love to see a Game Seven. Oh, that's what I was hoping for too. I was hoping for a Game Seven too. I think it would have just been great to have a Game Seven. I think those games are both are epic because the, the players are so focused in a Game Seven, you know. But one of the Baseball, things you guys have mentioned to me about hockey is is that it's such a great game for the playoffs, and I've always heard that the hockey playoffs Game Sevens are like more intense than any Game Seven you'll ever watch in any sport. So I was really I, hoping to get to see that for all the money. I will. I agree with that. I think hockey is just – hockey game seven is so different. I think the turns and the twists are so different. And the only thing I think that comes kind of close, in my opinion, is NBA. The NBA is probably the closest because they actually – you know, the, the fundamentals. You see the fundamentals in a game seven come out so much more. You see people – in hockey, I don't know what it would be. But in basketball, it would be like the blocking out. It would be setting a good screen, you know, not being lazy, making sure you're rolling to the basket. These little things that are just like – 
you know, you take them for granted, but this is the fundamentals that win the game and they show and you can just see it. Yeah. So anyway, it's interesting. Uh, it, it's, it's a, it was a good season though. I'm, I'm glad to see hockey got their stuff together. They got it all running uh, there for a while. People were counting hockey out and we weren't going to get the hockey. And it looked yeah. like uh, they got it all together and they, they did it as well as anybody. They did. They did. I was hoping for fans. I'm not going to lie. And not because I was trying to put the players in danger, but I just, it would have been nice to see players in the stands, but that's just personal, I agree. personal preference. So anyway, we're going to keep moving on major league baseball. The playoff bracket is set. They are kicking off tonight. Actually, this game's already been played. Cook's team is in the playoffs. And speaking of things going on right now, you know, and we won't get too far into this part, but technically, you know, the presidential debate's going on right now too, while we're doing it is this. going on right now. It is going on right now. And that thing definitely needs some sports commentators to it. If there's anything that needs some sports commentating <laughs> to it, it's that. Okay. That somebody sure. needs to do something and make that thing interesting. Okay. Not just their comments. I mean, I just want to hear somebody commentate on this while it's going on. It's, wouldn't that be awesome? If somebody's just like, you know, I just saw this guy do this or blah, 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 blah. What is he going to do to get this back? Yeah, exactly. Anyway. That'd be interesting, like a play-by-play and a uh, a color commentator. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't that be kind of cool? Some Maybe. guys on the side. Maybe we should do it. Ooh, I don't know. Not on off Politics. our games. Just something else. Oh, just something else. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, yeah. Off our not, game. Not we try to. Yeah, we try to keep that a little away from the sports. We just talk, just talk sports here. Anyway, major league playoffs. Your teams are in it, man. A's are in it. What happened? A's are in it. They lost today against those uh those Chinatown uh, White Sox. Um, Dang it, John! It's all right, it's all right. It's one game. They they started playing. It's one game. They uh, the Chicago had their their ace out there today. He looked really good. He had a dominant performance. Uh, we mm-hmm. caught up to him late in the game, just too little, too late. Uh, they got Keiko going next game. I'm confident we will beat the snot out of Keiko. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm looking for game three, and we'll see what happens in game three. But I think we're going to win this next game. But I'm interested to see. I, I love. I've been watching baseball a lot this year. Love baseball. Always have loved baseball. But man, this year I've been watching a lot of baseball. So I'm excited about these playoffs. It's interesting to see that there's so many teams in. 16 teams in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm excited by it. I am too. Actually, I looked at the the, the playoff bracket and I really liked it. I at first I was, I'm gonna say upset. That's not the word I want to use. But I was just like, oh come on, like you're just saturating the playoffs with teams that don't belong there. You're just making it weaker instead of better. That's all I kept thinking in my head. But when they were done with it, I was like, you know, this isn't bad. I like what's happening right now. We're playing a three game series in the wild card. I believe we're playing a five game series in the DS seven, of course, in the uh, pennants. And then in the, of course, in uh, seven game series in the world, in the world series. So I'm kind of okay with all this stuff. I didn't think I was going to be. I'm excited about it. And you got some weird stuff going on. Like you got the uh, the uh, Houston Astros who made the playoffs. They're under 500, and they put it to the Twins today. They did. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, the the the, the Marlins made it. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive in my opinion. So, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll just see how it goes. Anyway. Um, I like the bracket setup. It just reminds me more of an NCAA tournament type thing. You know, you got these teams that can make a run, you know, they get yeah. hot at the right time, pitching hits it at the right time, bats come alive at the right time. They can make yeah. a run. They can, they can. I mean, I don't know if the Marlins in a regular season would make the playoffs. Don't know. I have no idea. They have a nice little team to put together, but in a regular season, I don't know if they would have made it, you know, in a normal season, they, probably, they might not have made it this one. So Anyway, it's good to see what's going to happen. But obviously, the class of the National League is the Dodgers. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to touch the Dodgers, but I could be wrong. Things happen. I mean, I didn't see the Heat doing what they're doing, so we'll see what happens. And then in the American League, 
dude, I can see two, three different teams winning it. I can see Tampa Bay winning this. I can see the A's winning coming out of the AL. You know, I can see even Cleveland, even though they're down right now to the Yankees, I can see Cleveland winning this whole thing. So I like the, I don't say the options, but the options out there for more teams to possibly pull this off. Just wide open. Yeah. Just wide open. If, if the A's weren't going to beat the White Sox, I'd say the White Sox might have a shot at into the World Series as well. But we'll see after today, after the next couple of games. But I'm with you as long as it's not the Yankees. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's uh, the Dodgers. You mentioned the Dodgers earlier. The Dodgers have this habit, though, of having these dominant regular seasons and then never, never finishing through. Yes. Yes. They, they always either collapse or they just they choke in the World Series. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to, uh, to finish that off this year and get to the World Series and try to make a strong push in the final or in the World Series to see if they can get that championship ring. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, though. Tampa Bay is interesting to see. I think Tampa Bay is a, uh, I don't know. I'd like to see Tampa Bay get to a World Series if it's not Oakland A's. Just to I, say. I like, I like small market teams going. I really am. I'm a big fan of it. I love to remember when the Marlins won in 97, and then they won again, I think, was it 2003? They did. They, you know, they, they sold off their team, and then they rebuilt it all over again, and they won in 2003. I yeah. like these small market teams. Doing it. I loved it when the Diamondbacks beat the, uh, the uh, Yankees, I think, what is it, 1999 or 2000, something like that, in that game seven. I love awesome stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, again, it was the Yankees, but I don't care as long as the Yankees don't win. Um, so going forward, do you want to see this? Do you want to see this eight team or is this too much? The 16 teams uh, total between the two leagues, I think is pretty cool, man. I like it. Um, if, if the ratings are good this year and things don't seem to be too watered down, you know, then try it again, man. Give it a shot for one more season. Give it another. Yeah. What's it going to look like? You know, everybody was talking about, you know, we got 16 teams in, you know, but the thing that was really good about baseball this year was, granted, 60-game season, but the discussion about playoffs positioning and who was going to make the playoffs and who wasn't going to make the playoffs lasted the entire time. That it never did. happens in baseball. That's true. It's it's always, you know, all-star break. You have a really good idea of who's going to be in. Every yeah. once in a while, yeah, so I make a really hot run at the end of the all-star break and, and knock somebody out. But with this type of format, you got that discussion going the entire time, and teams are competing the entire time. Everybody's got a legitimate shot. Yeah, I agree with that. That's the part I did like, too. Because I mean, even going into the last week, I mean, San Francisco was still fighting for a spot. The Phillies were still fighting for a spot, which I was actually disappointed by the Phillies, by the way. Um, you know, you had the Seattle uh, Mariners still fighting for a spot. They could have snuck in if they could have, you know, finished off that, that last week of the season. So, yeah, you had plenty of teams still in the hunt and talking about playoffs, which I agree with you. That would have made it a lot more interesting. Speaking of talking baseball, I just I want to know your opinion on this, Cook. Do you love – Live baseball, is that your favorite live sport? My favorite live sport? Yeah. Like sitting down watching baseball sitting in person? Down watch, yes. No, it's not my live. It's not my favorite. No? Okay. No. I enjoy it, but it's not my favorite by any, by any means. Okay. Mine is baseball. Okay. I, I've been to a you know, college football game. I've been to an NFL game. You know, uh, I've been to an NBA game. And my favorite one out of all those three, out of all those four, I should say, is Major League Baseball. I love Major League Baseball because it is so relaxed. I love that I can get up, I can go get a beer, you know, during either the end of the inning or middle inning and come back and sit down and enjoy the game. Like you just watch it and you can just enjoy it. It's not the same on TV for me. It's not. Oh, NFL, I, give you that. I enjoy being at a baseball game. I really do. It's just not my favorite experience. Now, that's like asking me, do I like cheese pizza or pepperoni pizza? <laughs> it's, uh, I love them both. 
And yeah. but I'm with you though. I, I do like the the atmosphere at a baseball game where you can kind of chill and you kind of watch things. And, you know, it's not just bang, 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 bang. Yeah. But you know, that's cool though. You know, what what is your uh... now? Let me ask you this: If you're watching a baseball game, does it matter what the the level of the baseball is, or does it matter? Do you like it better if it's a minor league team? Do you like it better if it's a major league baseball team? Do you like watching high? What is, what is it on the level on that? Oh, you know, I'm. I like minor league baseball. I do. Um, I've been mostly because I've been to a couple of minor league baseball games, and I. How do I say it? It's almost like college football kind of thing. Like you appreciate these guys. They're trying so hard to make it to the next level. They're trying so hard to move to either move from double A to triple A or triple A to the majors. Um, so I appreciate watching it because these guys hustle harder. Does that make you know what I'm trying to say? They, they're, they're trying to get somewhere, and so the, the game is different in my opinion. Um, but um, minor league baseball, in my opinion, is also fun to go watch. I've been to a Round Rock Express game, and who else have I been to? Um, I've been to a couple of minor league games. I went to the the Brazos Brahmers there in Brown yeah. Station. I've been yeah. to the Skeeters game here in Sugar Land. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the team up in uh, Frisco. I went to one of their games one time too. I enjoy going to a baseball game. I think that's probably my second favorite atmosphere. But to me, I if I had my pick of an atmosphere of sitting down watching a game, or actually not sitting down, but being at a game and watching a game, mm-hmm. I can't beat a college football game at Caulfield. That's true. That, that's to, true. that to me is just – the energy there when it's when everybody's in the stadium and you got a great game going on and it's going back and forth, man, it's just the energy in that stadium. I, 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 that's my favorite. I can't beat that. Now, as far as, you know, wanting to just kind of chill and relax baseball. Now I say this as a parent, I took Connor to his, when Jesse and I took uh, Connor to his first baseball game. Yeah. I enjoyed being able to sit there and explain the nuances of the game to Connor. Yeah. And you didn't have to worry about things happening so fast that you couldn't take the time to explain what was going on. Agreed. So that Agreed. was a, that was a, that was a nice, you know, father son type moment for that kind of stuff. And as he gets older, he you know he loves football. He wants to watch loves football to death. It's probably his favorite sport to watch. But um, I look forward to taking him to his first football game. But I don't think it'll be as inter- interactive as it was for the first baseball game. Football happens so quick and things go on that you can't really explain. Well, you know, that guy was in a cover two defense. You know, you can't go over that kind of stuff with him. Yeah. As they get older, they can't. Yeah. I agree with that. And then that's maybe why I enjoy the game so much more. And I love Kyle Field. I do. I love Kyle Field. I've been to plenty of games there. It is, it's just the atmosphere to relax and enjoy a game. It's just like, man, I, I can enjoy this. I can just enjoy it and, and enjoy the purity of the game. So anyway, we'll keep moving on. Major League, play, Major League Playoffs, I hope your A's turn it around. And I'm hoping for a Rays Dodgers series. And hopefully, hopefully the Dodgers will pull it out. But we'll wait and see. So what I'm hearing so, is that you're you hope my Oakland A's make it to the ALCS and lose to the Tampa Bay Rays. Basically. That makes sense. That's it. <laughs> All right. That's wonderful. All right. On, on to something else then. On to the next thing. NBA finals are set, man. Holy cow. It's the Lakers and the Heat. Who had that in their, you know, betting books with their bookie? Whoever had that, kudos to you because I didn't have that with my bookie. Uh, what team are you more impressed by right now, Cook? The Heat. Man, I've been telling you for weeks the Heat were going to win this thing. I know. I know. I know. You made me eat my words, all right? I've been saying that for a while now. The, Heats are gonna, the Heat is going to win this thing, and if they don't beat the Lakers, I'll be, I'll be disappointed. Really? I'll be disappointed. I think You'll be disappointed. Were, I will be disappointed. I think that they should beat the Lakers and beat them handily. I think they'll beat them in six. Maybe Dang. five. Maybe five. Adam Silver is not going to let that happen. You know he's not. Well, that's, what, that's why it may be six. 
Okay. Oh, okay. But if Adam Silver wasn't, if Adam Silver and the NBA's uh, cronies weren't getting involved, it would be six. But if, if not, then it's going to be five. Okay. 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 I really, I really do think they're going to do it, man. I think the Heat are just that talented. Mm. And Jimmy Butler's on fire. Tyler Hero's on fire too. He Dude is, is unbelievable. Tyler Hero's. I read an article about him talking about how the draft underestimated him coming in. Everybody undervalued him when they averaged out his rank. All the experts, all the scouts did said, hey, you know what? This guy should be drafted around number 13, number 14, right? And you know who actually wanted Tyler Hero that didn't land with him? Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge actually wanted Tyler Hero, and the Heat grabbed him beforehand. So it was very interesting reading this article about this guy. Anyway, if you watch him play the way he's been playing in the playoffs, that's how he played in high school. When he went to Kentucky, he was a different player because everybody has the role in Kentucky, right? And they have yeah. so many superstars you have to share, right? But anyway, yeah. it was just a very interesting article on CBS Sports about this guy. It was really, really good. Anyway, I am – I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of more impressed by the Lakers. Why? Okay. Why are you more impressed by the Lakers? Explain that to me. I'd like to know that. Oh, God, I want to talk about the Lakers. Okay, but I'll What explain. is it about the Lakers that you're more impressed by? Their bench. Their bench really impressed me. I knew LeBron was going to bring it. I know Anthony Davis was going to have his, his moments here and there, but the bench and the role players are doing their job. And I didn't think they had enough coming off the bench to make it happen. Now, when the Clippers got eliminated, I was like, okay, now the door is wide open. There's nobody going to get in their way. But still, I was a little worried. And, and the Nuggets had two games. One was stolen. I say, so say, say stolen. One was won by Anthony Davis on that three pointer to end the ball game, game two. So they could have ended that game. They won the next game to make it a 2-1, you know, 2-1 series. But, yeah, I'm a little impressed by the Lakers' bench, and that's what gets me going. The Heat, as the series went along, after they took down the Bucks, and I was paying attention to what you were talking about, I was like, okay, he's right. They are putting it to the Celtics. I don't know what it is and what they're doing, but they're doing it right. But I didn't think the Lakers' bench had enough to it to do anything. Now, we'll see what happens in the NBA Finals. And if the Heat show up the way they already have, then, and if they don't, maybe they'll get exposed a little bit more. But the Lakers bench really impresses me. And Caruso, hometown boy, does his stuff. I do like to see Caruso. And I think Caruso is the one that's going to be matched up on Butler. And that's going to be interesting. That'll be crazy to see, that's right? Either, that's either going to be make or break, man. If yeah. he doesn't, yeah, Butler is, is man, when he, especially when he gets – that's the thing about Caruso. You know he's got a good mental game. Yes. Butler likes to get in people's head, man. He and does. Once he gets in their head and plays around, it's over. Yes. And, I, you know, I hope Caruso holds his own, but I just I just got a feeling that uh, the Heat will win. Now, if the, if the Lakers win, I would love to see Caruso get a ring. So yes. That wouldn't bother me too much, but I'm sick of LeBron James. Oh, dude. I used to be a – I said used to be a – I'm not a LeBron, LeBron fanboy or anything, <laughs> you know, but I did want to see LeBron win one in Cleveland. I wanted to yeah. see, bring one back to Cleveland. But man, after he, I don't know. After that, since then, I'm just kind of I'm done with LeBron James. I could care less if he wins another ring or not. And you I'm know not what? I'm gonna, big on Anthony Davis either. Yeah, I'm not big on Anthony Davis either. The, the guy is, I mean, he's six foot eleven, has like a seven and a half foot wingspan. You're supposed to you're supposed to score over people. It's expected. Same thing with LeBron. You're six eight. You're <laughs> two hundred and forty pounds, and you run like a deer. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to score over people. You know, it's people like Caruso and these role players that when they get their points and make it good for their team those are the yeah, those are the guys that really impressed me anyway so moving on to more in-depth stuff do you think 
that the Heat star power can keep up with the Lakers star power. Does that makes sense. So. I do think, think so. so. Yeah, okay. I think so. I think they're going to do. I think I think they have got a legitimate shot. I don't think they're going to run away with this thing. Don't get me wrong, but I think when it when it's down to it, they're they're going to be the ones to pull it out. And then and I think I, I think it's going to be five, man. I really do. Wow, dude. You, I hope you make me eat my words. And the other thing I don't want to hear about this, if the Lakers win this, I, I'm with you. I want Caruso to get a ring. I do. Caruso, hometown boy, he deserves a ring. But um, I don't want to hear this LeBron-Jordan debate. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm no sorry. There. I'm just like, but you know it's going to happen. People are going to talk. And now, now he's finally up there. I'm like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, no you're if, not. If people no, start not. talking about that, I'm just going to put – I'm going to get that DVD from the last dance and just push play and say, shut up and watch this. Don't say another word. He's lost more finals than I'm mean, doing wrong. He's something amazing. That he's been to that many NBA finals, but you can't just get to the NBA finals. You got to win. And he's lost way too many of them, man. Oh yeah. Jordan wouldn't even let that first one go by. Even Jordan wouldn't let his first time to the NBA finals go by. So yeah. If, if Jordan would have led the Cleveland to the NBA Finals against the Spurs, the Spurs would not have won that championship. Oh, no. 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 As much as I love the Spurs, no. They wouldn't happen. And it's because Jordan would will that team to the end. And I don't I – don't, when I watch LeBron, I don't see him willing the team. I see him willing himself, but I don't see the team. So that's just me. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. So we'll keep going on. We'll watch the series, and we'll see what happens. All right. Oh, okay, Cook. Now, most of the time, everybody, people that are first-time listeners, we would have a carries interesting stuff. We don't have that this week. That's going to be a little eight-week delay. Everybody, nobody freak out to the show that's listened to it before. So, But we are going to have our normal kind of rant. I'm going to have the rant this week because, man, I am pissed. Tom's trying to steal it from you, Cook, and I apologize. That's okay. Go ahead. But the Pac-12, dude. Oh, Man, I'm sorry, sorry. You've, you've ranted about the Pat 12 already. You're not allowed to rant again about the oh, Pat 12. Dude, I mean, I read this article about them. It just makes me so mad. Oh, man, it makes me so mad. It makes me, it's, I don't know if it's on the same level or above the notch of the Big Ten because these dudes are just a bunch of sheep. Man, these dudes are just a bunch of freaking sheep. They're going to come out with a seven game season. Isn't that stupid? That's the most stupidest thing in the world, a seven game season. A seven-game season starting in November, that's they just stupid. They should not qualify for any uh, college football playoff stuff at all. No. No. It's stupid. All of it's stupid. They have a conference game on the championship, and, and they're going to copy the Big Ten's little cross-divisional championship crap, freaking original thought idea. Mm. They should not qualify. It is stupid for a seven-game season. You left no contingency in there for something happens. You're going to play the championship game on December 18th. What if something happens in your season and you have to push that back? That's stupid. Then you get into bowl season, which is crap. So, yeah. They, yeah. It's a, it's a Did terrible. the NCAA lift the restrictions on the amount of wins for bowl season this year? I believe oh, they I didn't did. see that. I, I believe the NCAA lifted the restriction on the amount of bowl wins you have to have to qualify for a bowl season this year. As a one-year lift. So some of these teams are going to be in bowl games that shouldn't be in bowl games. But I, I know damn well, if they, I don't care if there's a team 7-0 in the Pac-12, they should not be in the playoffs. No. Seven no. games doesn't get, is not enough games to get in, into the college football playoffs. In my no. And then, and then CBS Sports, in, in my opinion, had the gall to say that the Oregon has a path to get there. I'm just like, no, you don't. Not if you play eight, only eight games. Like, no, no, you don't. Um, I don't care if you go 7-0 and – 
win the Pac-12 with no problems with COVID or whatever. No, like, no, like, I don't think so. Same thing with the, with the Big Ten. I feel the exact same way. No, you thought you were better than everybody and you're changing your mind because everybody's playing football and everything's doing well. And no, I don't think so. No, it doesn't work that way. The Big Ten's getting 10 games in though, aren't they? No, they're only getting, I want to say, eight regular season and I think ninth with the, cha- oh, with the I championship. It was nine, I thought it was nine with the championship. So No, I think it's nine total. Yeah, so, that's, that's kind of iffy as well, man. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. SEC, from my understanding, they're getting they're getting this is, is ten games, all conference, and then a conference championship. So you're going to get eleven games. Well, let's eleven just take, games. Let's just take the two teams from the from the west and two teams from the east and throw them in the playoffs. Mm, dude, at this point, at this point, that would probably get just high enough ratings as anything else would. Because at this point, because Oklahoma lost. Oklahoma lost, so that leaves the door open for a possibly two SEC teams that will come out. So then you could have like a, a Florida and a Bama possibly coming out of this if they both go undefeated on you know in their divisions. I mean, and then Clemson, and then who do you throw in there? You can't you can't throw anybody from the Big Twelve because I don't think they're going to be worthy enough. Because if Texas goes down and you have a one loss Texas and a one loss Oklahoma and they meet up, no, I, I'm not taking either one of those teams. I'm sorry, I'm not taking either of those teams. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. And how do you factor out the Heisman as well? What are you going to do about the Heisman Trophy and all these other the awards? You know, somebody plays a seven-game season and they got this spectacular thing, but you got somebody else who played, you know, ten. You know, what are you going to do? How are you going to figure that all out? It's going to be interesting yeah. to see that, how that vote breaks down. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Why, why would you? If I'm the Heisman Committee, why am I going to do that? You can't control what these conferences did. You had no – the NCAA, because they could not set a policy out for, ev- for everybody to follow, why would you have a Heisman vote? There's no reason to. There's no reason to have a Heisman vote. That's just my opinion. Don't do it because somebody's going to get left out. So don't do the Heisman vote. Yeah. Leave it alone. It's one of those things. It happens. It's a funky year. 2020 is going to go down as a – Turd shit year and <laughs> just leave it alone. Just leave so it when, alone, man. When do, you, when do you do the Heisman vote? Because the Heisman vote is usually the first week in December or the second week of December. When are you going to do it now? Because you got these championship games playing up until the week before Christmas. Are you going to postpone the Heisman until the end of the month? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be interesting how they do the Heisman. Dude, just leave it alone. If I was the Heisman committee, I'm like, I can't do anything about it because I have every conference playing a different schedule, scheduling different times, playing different amount of games. I don't have a clear even scale to judge everybody on so why am i going to do it so just put 2020 down and put an asterisk next to it and say we'll just pick it back up in 2021 exactly that's just my personal opinion because if, if, if everybody if you, was playing go ahead i think you go ahead and reward the heisman but i, I think it's going to be it's going to be very skewed on the thoughts man you're going to have so many people thinking you're going to have all these i mean it's already a subject already right it's already up to your subjective thoughts and process on who you think deserves the heisman now you're going to have these guys, well, you know, these guys played only seven games. These guys played ten games. You know, it's going to be hard to decide who, who is worthy. What if you got somebody who just has some crazy outstanding seven-game season and rushes for 1,200 yards in seven games, but, you know, they didn't play ten games. You know, this other player played ten games. You know, how, how do you – it'll be interesting to see how that breaks down. It would be. But I'm with you. Uh, screw the Pac-12. <laughs> We'll leave it at that. We'll keep moving on. All right. Like I said, we're going to start and end our show with the NFL. Uh, Cook, you brought a very interesting article to the table, which is the COVID outbreaks in the NFL, which I didn't hear about until you told me about it today. So Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's kind of crazy to see. I saw that breaking news this morning. I was at work, and I was like, oh, man. And they were talking early on about they could possibly postpone the games. 
this morning that was the talk, but now it's, it sounds like they're going to be like, no, you're just going to play shorthanded. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? I like it. I, I do too, man. Next man up, let's go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one of those things that it was one of the risks that you took going into the season, so you just go with it. You go with it. There's other – how do I say it? Other teams encounter this all the time. College football teams encounter it with injuries or anything like that. You're a shorter person. You know, high school players – high school teams, that's totally different. But high school teams, you know, they're down a man. They lose somebody, grades, whatever it might be. You got to get up, figure it out. Figure it out. Be creative. This is what I think is the, this is like the perfect storm for the Texans. You know, my Texans are 0-3, and they're playing <laughs> the, uh, the 0-3 Vikings this weekend. Uh-huh. The Vikings are on, on lockdown for COVID because they played the Titans last week. Yeah. From what I understand is their facilities will be closed until Friday. So these guys are not sure they'll have their Zoom meetings and whatnot. They're not going to be able to practice until Friday. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a big debate on whether they'll even practice or not this week. They may just show up at the game unpracticed. And this is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to show up in Houston. They're not going to yeah. practice. Yeah. They're going to show up, and they're still going to beat the Houston Texans. <laughs> and the Texans are going to be 0-4. <laughs> and, it's, and it's going to begin the coronation of getting Bob or Bill O'Brien out of here. Oh, so you want us to be that. Okay. I thought you were I'm going sorry, to play this. Have, like... Did you see Dalvin Cook's uh, – he had 180-something yards rushing last week. Yeah, he did. I mean, he is tearing it up right now, and the Texans are like 32nd in the league against the rush. <laughs> so I don't think it's going to take much game planning. I think they're just going to give the rock to Dalvin Cook and say run it down their throat, and I think that's what's going to happen. Okay, so you would – The you, Texans are probably praying that they canceled the game this week. Oh, man. First of all, I don't want to see that. Not for I don't want to see it either. I'm just saying that's what – I'm just saying, you know. But, like I said, you flipped it on me. I thought, oh, these guys aren't going to practice all week. Texans are going to come to Houston. No, we're gonna get the first are going to show up. They've had a bad season so far. They're 0-3. They're going to be refreshed. They're going to have yeah. fresh legs. They're going to have this resiliency about them, and they're just going to crush the Texans. And we're going to be 0-4, and then we're going to lose to the Jaguars next week, and we're going to be 0-5. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to snowball from there. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so I like what you're a thought. The reason I like it is because that I'm with you. I am not a Texans fan at all. Mind you, I'm not a Texans fan, but Bill O'Brien's got to go. And if this what it takes, if, if a rested, unpracticed Vikings team shows up, beats the Texans, you're playing in Houston, right? You're playing in Houston yeah, this week? Beat you at home. Beat you at home, then that has to be the end. That has I to would, be I the would end. I hope it would be. And this, and this shows you the, the – so going into this week's game, and this shows you how bad both teams are, the Texans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. After the COVID outbreak announced this morning with the practice and everything, the Texans mm-hmm. only moved to a four-point favorite. Wow. They went up a half a point. <laughs> even down <Yeah>. players. <laughs> yeah, even down players are like, well, you know, only a four-point favorite. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And they're probably going to lose anyways. They can't. They, probably they don't have receivers that run the right routes or block the right people. Or, hey, you know, I didn't see the game, but I did see the highlight where – um, our tight end chip block TJ uh, Watt down the line, and he chipped him in so far when he hit him. Our right tackle missed the block, and he got a free shot at Deshaun Watson. Wow! For a sack, I missed that play. Yeah, went straight through the hole. Just bam! I saw I the highlight. I'm like, play. oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I was at lunch when that that kid, when the kickoff happened, and I was and I you know went to my little app and, and looked to see what the score was. I was like, holy cow! Nothing. Fourteen to three. I'm like. Am I looking at that right? I did. I checked it twice. I was like, 14-3 Texans. All right. 
Next thing I knew, I turned it back on again after halftime, and it was a ball game, and then they lost. And I was like, how did that happen? How did that happen? I don't know. Tell Somebody tell me how that happened. Anyway. Bill O'Brien is what happened. Yeah, Bill O'Brien is what happened. Dude, I feel sorry for you. Anyway, what – other games that you saw that was interesting to you caught your attention. I, that... I enjoyed your team, man. Your boys you? playing, playing the Seahawks. I thought that was a great game. I like to see how the the boys were, were fighting to come back. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think the Cowboys are going to be a dangerous team, man. I really do. I think they're going to make some noise. Really? If they can get I that defense. Not. If they can get that defense straight and just and just get a little bit better, not a mm-hmm. lot, just a little bit. I think they're going to be trouble for people. Interesting. Okay. So my boys, so I watched them through most of the game. I obviously had to um, mow my grass, to be honest. I had to mow my grass. It was really tall. So anyway, we were down, and I stepped outside, and I was like, you know what? Somebody tell me what's happening, but please don't change the channel. <laughs> yeah, Don't change the channel, please. Uh, so anyway, I was impressed. I was impressed overall. Again, Dak impressed me a whole lot. The O-line performed despite despite the injuries. The O-line still performed fairly well. Defense did its job when it had to. But again, at the end, I was just like, man, I just want – I need the secondary to hold up. I do. I need the secondary. We need to figure something out in the secondary. I don't know who we need to go get. I was uh, at the midseason, you know, I'm sorry, the trade deadline. I don't know who we need to go get. But if we are making a good run – we need to figure out what to do in the secondary. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. We can get in a shootout, and that's great. But in the end, if we can't play defense, you're not going to go that farther. Everybody knows that. If you don't have a defense, you're not going to do it. So, anyway. I think you got some players out on defense right now. You know, when those guys get back, it may be just enough to get you guys over the hump, I think. If you can hang so. on and you can win enough games between now and then. I mean, I think most of your guys are out for like the next four or five weeks. You know, if you can really hang in and win some of these games here in the next four or five weeks, I think when the defense gets back to its full strength, yeah, I think you've got a legitimate shot. I don't it's, disagree with you. Stay healthy. I don't think it's really, but there's, we need, there's gotta be, a, there's gotta be something happening on that back end. There just has to, Jordan Lewis had too many, had too many holding calls. Um, Trayvon Diggs got beat too many times, even though he did make a great play. Um, it's just one of those things. I, I need, we need somebody back there that's making the calls, being the captain. Something has got to change. Your pass so, rush is not where I thought it would be either. It's getting better. Alden Smith is stepping up his game. But he is. Demarcus Lawrence, since he got paid, the dude has dropped squat, off. Man. He hasn't done squat. He hasn't. And I don't like that. It's, it's, it happens all the time. People get paid, and all of a sudden, it's just like, well, now I get to coast. Least, now I get to no, coast. At least he's not that Albert Hainsworth coast. No. <laughs> That dude, man, I have never seen anybody in my life ever drop off as much as Albert Hainsworth did. That dude got paid and was like, oh, I don't play anymore. I'm done. That dude was dominating before that, though. I remember that Albert Hainsworth dude when he was just dominating people physically. But anyway, so many things to go on, dude. Okay, so here are my things that I, I was blown away by. The Bills, 3-0. Josh Allen is still playing at a high level. I thought this dude was going to drop off. Really did. The Bengals tied the Eagles. Burrow was impressive again. I'm telling you, I'm on the Burrow train right now. I know the you Browns, are. The Browns are above 500, and freaking, uh, what's this called? Nick Foles does it again. What is it with this guy? Why is this guy a Nick traveler? Foles. You got to watch Why out is he a traveler? He's the, new, he's the new starting quarterback. They announced it. They, they, I know. He's benched. You got to watch it. He's got that magical fairy dust. Man, we talked about this in our, in our NFL show. 
if if Foles gets in there and he sprinkles that merit magical fairy dust crap that he's got and he takes this team, man, you got to watch out. But he came in in half, then dude, he scored thirty one points in the second half. He scored twenty one in the fourth quarter. I mean, he threw three touchdown passes in the last seven or eight minutes. It's freaking Nick Foles, man. He's he's got the the magic touch, man. It's like that song from the uh, the Transformers. He's got the touch, man. <laughs> you just got to watch it. He's uh he is the man. He is the man right now, and I'm I, totally. I impressed by all of it though um so it'd be interesting to see how he does with that defense the way it's playing and getting nick Foles in there going on it's going to be interesting to see how it goes but why is this guy a traveler dude i'm going to ask you again why is he a traveler why is with the eagles he carried him to a championship they let him go he's kind of like your ryan fitzpatrick right he's not sexy right he's just got he just wins but everybody's like well carson wins you know he's the shiny new corvette we got we got to drive carson wins we can't keep the we can't keep the souped-up Mustang we have. You know, let's let's get the Corvette. Mm-hmm. What's Carson Wentz doing for you now? There's, exactly. There's there's legitimate discussion. He could get benched in Philadelphia. Yes, yes. And I would. I can see it coming. I can see it coming. He is not developed the way I thought he was going to. But the dude went to the Jaguars. He was supposed to be a starting quarterback. Got hurt. Got injured. Anyway. Jaguars suck. It doesn't matter who goes there. You could put you could put freaking Patrick Mahomes in there in Jacksonville, and it wouldn't matter. They'd lose. That's probably true. They lose the spite of him. They just it wouldn't matter. That's true. But then you go to the Bears and the dude is is I thought it was exactly what was gonna happen. He was gonna play. He would come in, play at a high level, and now he's a starting quarterback. We know they were kinda like the the Bears were just kind of that that piece away though. They really needed a quarterback to really kind of pull that offense together. And you can see Nick Foles is doing it. So we're we're a Bears family in this household too. My wife is a big Bears fan, her family's Bears fan, so Yeah. Uh, I hope they make a big run. It'd be nice to see. It'd be interesting to see. I like Nick. I like Nick Foles as a person off the field and as a quarterback too. Yeah. So now the next thing that I thought that I saw too that I was, I don't say I shouldn't say, surprised by, but I may I guess I'm somewhat surprised. The Saints have lost back to back games after yeah, that first impressive win against the Buccaneers. They've lost back to back games. Now we're one and two with the Saints. That's my Super Bowl champion, man. They're not looking so well. I'm mm-hmm. uh, a little disappointed by their production right now. We'll see what happens with them. They yeah. gotta pick it up though. They gotta pick it up. Yeah. Packers looked good. The Packers are looking real good. Packers. Aaron Rodgers is just like he's on a screw you tour. He is. He is just throwing it, slinging it, and just like whatever, man. I'm gonna beat everybody. They yeah. look dangerous. They looked real good. And without Devontae Adams. Yeah. Without Devontae Adams, and they still look good. They're, so yeah. and those Seahawks, they look good as well. They you know, I understand they beat your Cowboys this week. The Seahawks look good. They're looking, and those Rams are still looking fairly good to me. Cardinals lost. I was surprised by that at home to the Lions. Didn't see that one coming. That yeah, kind of shocked me. I didn't see them losing to the Lions, man. That's that was a tough one. I was shocked to see that as well. Yeah, you know DeAndre Hopkins had 164 yards and a touchdown. So. <laughs> I love how you know the stats of DeAndre Hopkins. But it was on ten receptions, though. I mean, how can you can't say so? It was just ten receptions. Just 10. Just 10. More receptions and yards than all the Texans from last week. <laughs> Here's another interesting stat true for those Houston Texans fans. Dalvin <laughs> Cook has more rushing yards this year than the Houston Texans team. Oh, man. There you go. That's another one. All right. Back on to the other stuff. <laughs> Dude, David Johnson is just not panning out. He's just not panning out. He didn't have anything in the tank anyways. They traded for him. It was a busted trade. It is what it is. We suck. We can't do anything about it. And even if we fire Bill O'Brien, we can't do anything about getting anybody in because we, 
we're I think we're slated to be the team with the fifth, fifth least amount of cap room starting next year. So there's not going to be any cap room. There's no draft capital, and everybody's on a sinking ship. Wow. Go Texas. And, J- and rumors of J.J. wanting to get out. And rumors you're hearing today around town that J.J. wants out. And I don't blame him. I mean, I told you last week, I love you, J.J., go. Maybe he took my words. Maybe he heard Maybe me. he did. Maybe he did. Okay, so let me ask, is, is Bill O'Brien going to get the – is he going to get two ham sandwiches this time for J.J.? What is he going to get this time? I don't think he'll trade J.J. I don't think the owners will let them trade J.J. I think J.J. is going to have to leave whenever he uh, his contract's up. Mm. And I think this mm. is his – I think he's got one more year on his contract, I think. I don't. I can't see McNair letting them trade J.J. And I can see them being – I can see that being the straw that breaks the camel's back maybe. Yeah. If, if, if my franchise player, J.J. Watt, is that frustrated, I've got to get rid of Bill O'Brien. Ooh, okay. Usually you hear it as the quarterback, right? The quarterback yeah. and the head coach. But I can see it being so much that if JJ is like, look, this ain't working. Okay. Get him out of here. I can see him leaving. I hope it happens. We'll see. I'm going to throw this question out to you because I, I always find it, I always think it's very interesting. Do you, as a GM, knowing where your team probably is going to be, and you have a guy like JJ Watts, he's loyal. Works hard. He does everything on the field and off the field for your team, right? He promotes the Texans very well. If you see that guy like that, and all he all he wants at this point in his career probably is just the ring, right? He's done everything else. He's got a, a hundred sacks or almost a hundred sacks. He's defensive player short. of the year three times. Is it three times? Three times. Defensive, defensive, time defensive player of the year. Do you, as a GM, be like you know what? All right, I'm going to find you a home where you want to go. That's fair to you, but also fair to us a little bit. Do you do that as a GM? I think you got to be real careful with that. I mean, you have to do ultimately what's in the best interest of your team. Um, I think if you can do what's in the best interest of your team and at the same point help out JJ like that or a player like that if you wanted to trade them, then obviously I think if it would be a stand-up thing to do that. But if you um, – you can't take a bad trade or a bad anything just for the fact of sending JJ to a contender. Now, looking at these trades that he's made already, <laughs> you know what? What's the what's what's good, what's 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 considered a bad trade for Bill O'Brien? You know, so he calls him right now and goes, "Well, you know, JJ is older. We'll give you a seventh round pick." And he takes it. Then you know, Bill O'Brien's an idiot, anyways. So it, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I think you, regardless if you're a GM. You have that feeling for that player, but you got to put your, your 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 Texans glasses on and go, look, I have to make the best decision for this team regardless, either way. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know he's going to be a free agent next year, which he's not, he's got another year. Yeah. And you're like, well, i got to get something for him because I know he's bolting and we're in the ship that we're in and the ship isn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe you trade him and you try to just get something for him at that point. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see what happens. It's, you know, don't be wrong. It will, it will, I will probably shed a tear seeing J.J. Watt wear another uniform. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, you know, he's given so much to this team and so much to this city. Mm-hmm. If we're not going to be in a position to help this guy get him a championship, I think it's the least we can do is get him out of here and let him go somewhere. Okay. Okay. I felt that way about Emmett Smith. When Emmett Smith left the Cowboys to go to the Cardinals, I was sad. I really was. I was like, man, like, I never thought this dude would wear another uniform in my life, you know? After you won the Super Bowls and the rushing title and all these things, and even, you know, become the number one rusher of all time, I'm thinking, dude, why did you go? Why did you go? Now I know he did it for his own reasons, 
and everything, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. But just I remember when I saw him in a Cardinals uniform, I'm just like, wow. I'm like, that kind of hurts a little bit. I'm sure it had to hurt. You know, it's just like, you know, Patriots fancy and Tom Brady in the Buccaneers uniform or seeing, yeah. you know, Jerry Rice in an Oakland Raiders uniform, you know, all that, or Joe Montana in a Chiefs Nobody wants to see me in a Chiefs uniform, but you see Joe Montana wearing a Chiefs uniform. I mean, come on. It's like, good Lord, you know. It's it's hard to see. Unfortunately, that's the business of sports, and very rarely do these guys make it through with one run with one team. You know, and when it does happen, I think that's why it's that extra just makes it a little more special, a little more sweet. It does. It makes you appreciate it. And uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie either. I don't want JJ to go to a different team. Uh, JJ identifies so much as a Houston Texan in everything that he does. Like he personifies the Houston Texan. Oh, I agree. And I wouldn't do it unless that's what he wants. Yeah. Now, if he wants to stick with the team and be like, look, man, I'm here, I'm texting through and through, I will go down with the ship. Yeah. You know, then I will, I will, you know, do whatever I can to make him, you know, the best I can. Mm-hmm. But if he's, if he's coming to me and, and we know, look, man, we're not going anywhere. We know next year we're not going anywhere. Then, um, you know, I, I make that decision at that point to let him go. God, that's got to be a tough pill to swallow as a GM. I can't imagine having to come to terms with the idea of a JJ Watt not being on my sideline. Yeah, I know. You know? And, you know, I really think JJ's getting real close to retiring, too. Mm-hmm. And if he got on a team, because he's got so many things outside of NFL right now going on. I mean, the dude has got all kinds of opportunities. You know, if he, if he gets that ring, then I think he'd be gone. I really do. Mm. Mm. Okay. Man, it's crazy to think about. Man, you know? talk about a sad note. Man, that felt very somber. It did. It felt ah. very somber, but at the same time, I'm just like – Like we're talking about a funeral or something, man. That was... It is, though. But, it's, it's, I mean, it's just like there's not many players that I like that are not on the Cowboys, and J.J.'s just one of them. You know, it's just, it's just that way. You yeah. know, and there's, there's only so many good dudes that you cheer for outside of your team. Partially because you don't always know the story, right? What is your favorite team? You know what the players do, what they do outside of, out, you know, outside, you know, playing football. You know because you you just watch your team all the time, right? That's what you know. And being so close to Houston, you know, you hear about it just because we're so close. I'm so close, and you're there. So anyway, it's just one yeah. of those things, man. I get it, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to week four, though. It's going to be an exciting week. I can't wait. It's uh, lots of football. I'm just glad we're having football. I am too. I don't know. I don't sports as a whole, man. So, hey, everybody, that is our show tonight. Cook, do you have a final word, man? You know, my final word is going to be uh, go Texans. I hope you can uh, play well enough to lose against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I pray to God that uh, Texas A&M does not get manhandled and just mugged in Alabama. Oh, dude, I know. We didn't talk enough about the SEC. We didn't. We should probably talked about that just a little bit. But the SEC West was rough. Oh, it's, it is, yeah. It's rough. It's going to be real rough for the Aggies. It's going to be real rough. And I love the dude with the SEC shorts again this week. Did you see his show? I did. That was great. Oh, it was so good. I love that guy. We should figure out, you know, one of these times we should reach out to him. He'd probably be like, I don't even know who you guys are. Yeah, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not talking to you. Guys. I'm not talking Go to on. you. I, I will <laughs> but say we should just more, reach out just for the heck of it. I agree. One more thing uh, I'll say before I let you have your final word. What's that, man? Screw you, John Hamilton. And Keichel, we're going to beat you game two. Okay. You heard it here first, everybody. John Hamilton. So um, my final word is go Major League Baseball. 
prove me wrong. I hope your ratings are good. I hope this format goes great. And I'd actually like to see this again. So go Major League Baseball and no COVID outbreaks during the playoffs. We'll see what happens. So everybody, just so you know, we will have a special guest next week on our show. We are not going to leak that out right now, but we're going to, we're normally a three man team. We're going to try to keep it that way. You know, it takes a lot to carry Mullins jock around. And so somebody's going to do it for him next week. Uh, and so that's what he gets to do while he's on our show with us guys. Catch us on Facebook, on Spotify, uh, off our game. At gmail.com. It's interesting. You said carrying, carries jock around because this guy's good at carrying jocks around. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good show, guys. It'll be more entertaining. There'll be a little bit more personality, I think, coming on the next show. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to us. Have a great night. We're out.